Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Now I have the distinct honor to announce our speaker today. And um, we are so blessed with the pastor's wife. She doesn't know I'm going to do this, so I'm probably going to get in trouble, but that's okay. I prayed a lot this week about what to... What scripture defines Sister Boyd in my heart? And I had a lot that came through, but one came to my heart and I kept going back to it. So I want to read this before she comes because to me it's the epitome of who she is. And it's not a scripture that you normally see on a Mother's Day. It's really normally read in a wedding. But it says, Love suffereth long and is kind. Love endureth not, envieth not, excuse me. Love doth not ha- behave, love doth not behave itself unseemingly. Seeking not her own is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in truth. Sister Boyd is love. If you know her, she is the epitome of that scripture. She shows love to all. We've never been embarrassed or ashamed. We are proud to say we go to Sister Boyd's church. We are blessed to have a mother of our church that is not wavering in a day that a lot of ladies are wavering. We are blessed because she suffers long. She loves us. She, she prays for us. I know that. I've seen that. But not only that, she shows kindness to everyone you, she's ever met. Whether they've done her wrong or not, in the face of adversity, she has always shown love. She is the epitome of love, and this morning we honor you, Sister Boyd. Y'all can be seated. I'm very uncomfortable with that, but I do. I'm humbled by your words and, and your thoughts, and I thank you very much. I'm very humbled. I want to say Happy Mother's Day too. I, I truly am not comfortable being up here. You know that if you know me. But I do feel like God gave me something for us today, for all of us, me included. And so I am stepping outside once again my comfort zone. I would just rather sit back and I don't mind cleaning the bathrooms. I don't mind raking. I don't mind washing dishes, anything like that, vacuuming. I don't mind doing any of it. But I do mind this. (laughs) So because our kids are so afraid when they get up here, I'm telling y'all, y'all can do it if I can do this. I have a little cute story. Um. Two, two little stories. One of them is a teacher gave her class. Because we have so many teachers, I wanted to do this one. I thought it was cute. A teacher gave her class of second graders a lesson on, on the magnet and what it does. The next day in a written test, she included the question, my full name has six letters. The first one is M, and I pick up things. What am I? When the grades were all in, the teacher was astound, found, astounded to find that almost 50% had written in And what do you think it is? Mother. (laughs) That was cute. I love that one. Then there was this one. It said, one day a little girl sitting and watching her mother do the dishes in the kitchen sink, at the kitchen sink. She suddenly noticed that her mother has several strands of white hair sticking out in contrast to her brunette hair. She looks at her mother and inquisitively she asks, why are some of your hairs white, mom? 
Her mother replied, well, every time that you do something wrong and make me cry or unhappy, one of my hairs turns gray. (laughs) So (laughs) the little girl thought about this revelation for a while, and then she asked, mother, how come all grandma's hairs are white? (laughs) That was perfect. Perfectly said. I love that. So that was just something to give you a little smile today. I want to take, um, last Wednesday night when I was sitting at church, I just was just frazzled. You know, I just want to be prepared. I don't like, you know, last minute anything. My husband is that way and sort of some things happen last minute. But God gave me a title and it's not new. I've seen it on the internet with other people. I didn't realize that till after I did this. But it was a mother's influence. And I would like to add to that because today I'm going to do something just a little bit different. I'm going to be talking to the mothers first, but next I want the undivided attention of our young people. Anybody that's a child, whether you're young or old, I want you to hear just a few things. It's no revelation, no new anything, but just some things I want to talk to you about. So I would say a mother's influence and a child's grasp are choice, and that will be evident to you in just a moment. I want to take just a few minutes and speak from my heart. This is a high and holy calling to be called mother. We have the power not only in our hands and our heart, but in our mouth to encourage and help guide a child to be all they're capable to be. The same time, we have that same power to put them down and rob them of their self-worth. That's all within our own power, our mouth, possibly our hand. I've heard people saying they slap their child in the face. I am so totally against that. You know, I could see popping a mouth, but not hard, just tapping it maybe, but I'm just saying, don't, (laughs) no, it's so degrading, that's degrading to a child, to slap a child in the face, why would you do that, it's just, it's not right, but we have that power, because we're mothers, and we have children under us, whether they're young or old, you know, some things we do in life because we have to, Some things we do with pleasure and glad heart. And then there are times when we as mothers have to make some tough decisions with a sad heart. We never should punish our children because we have the power to. Sometimes we're just required to. And there are correct ways to punish. We first have to be their mother, and I say this all the time, and then we'll be their friend. I love my son, I adore him. I love your children and I adore him. But first, I have to be his mother or I'm not being fair to him. I'm not doing him justice. And then I can be his friend. Even at 33, I can still be his mother. But I have to also be his friend. And same with your children. I'm their pastor's wife, I get that. But I'm also their friend. There's a difference in the two. I said, uh, we can teach that there are consequences to their actions. And there are. If we always think that, you know, our child can get away with things, that's the wrong kind of thinking. We're not doing them, again, justice. We're not being fair. We can teach them to love and respect, but we can't do it if we don't show them love and respect. I have a little pet peeve, and I know I've probably said this through the years, and forgive me for that, but I I hate being in a store, or if I was here at church, I probably would say something, so forgive me if I do, but if I saw this happen, I probably would, just me. But I hate to hear a mother screaming at a child or putting a child down in a store, just yelling at them, and, you know, you're going to get it when you get home, and embarrassing them. There is a time to say things that might, would be embarrassing in public that you shouldn't say in public. You can, you know, correct a child in the, the right way, but don't do that in front of people. And, and don't be harsh to them. You know, there's times they can probably get on our last stretch nerve. I get it. But there's still a correct way to do that. And I can't teach them love and respect if I'm not first loving them and respecting them. I can't teach a child truthfulness or tenderness If I'm not truthful and tender in my actions, in my words, in my deeds. I can't teach them faithfulness in all things if I'm struggling with faithfulness. Excuse me. And when I say faithfulness, I'm talking about faithfulness in all things in our life, every aspect of our life, whether it's our job, whether it's our church, 
whether it's prayer, whether it's fasting, whether it's the financial part of whatever in life, if I can't teach them that if I'm not doing it. If we speak to our children as though they don't matter or what they have to say isn't important, they'll grow up feeling that way. We have, I, I always believe in, you know, telling a child how good they can, how much they can make it, how good they, you know, if you try hard, you will succeed. I also know that sometimes that's more struggle for other children than some, but I have to still give them that hope. They, they're looking to me for that. If I want respect, I can demand it. I could demand respect, and you could do that as a mother, because right now I'm talking to us mothers. If I'm treating them with respect, but if I'm not, I'm being disrespectful to our children, I can't expect respect from them. They may fake it until they're old enough to get away, but they won't like you, and that's not true respect. The best way to capture a child's heart, their love, and their respect is to do it the Bible way. In Philippians 2, 3 through 5, it says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than, them, than himself. Let each of you look not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. That's Bible. And I think that we should live that. We should live everything that's in the Bible, but especially when it comes to our children. Because again, we have power within our own hands to, to help these children become all they can be or we can stop their growth spiritually, mentally, outside, academically. You know, if you always tell your children they can't do something, they're going to live up to that. They can't. Then they're going to think they actually can't. But, you know, even some children struggle when you tell them all the good things they can do. They struggle. That's okay. Help them find a way. Just help them find a way. Some children we have to raise a little differently. Part of that scripture was on my next page. It said, let this mind be in which, in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. There's times when our children need emotional support. Um, they may not even realize it at the time, but you as a mother do. You can realize that. They need emotional support. Hopefully, they'll understand when they get older that you were trying to do that. They need your affirmation. This is a big one because a child absolutely needs affirmation from you. People go through life all the time wanting approval, affirmation, approval. Uh, same basically and as they get older people don't think that's going to affect them but I can tell you that it does affect them that a lot of times what is wrong with a person is they never receive that affirmation from a, a father or a mother but a mother is should be more tender with a child than a father is because of the nature of us we deal emotionally and they deal more logically so you know we can hurt them through life, if we don't give them affirmation. I just ask you to please not become so weighed down with this life that you forget to be a mother first. We're all busy. We are all busy. But you always make time for your child. I don't care if they're 5, they're 50, they're 15, they're 70. I don't know. Don't, don't waste your moments. You have just a little bit of time. And I want you to always remember first you're a mother the house is not clean, so be it. If your child needs you, be with that child. What is the most important thing is that sometimes when they just need a hug, sometimes they just want you to hold their hand, sometimes they just want your attention. That's all. We can sit and be quiet sometimes and just be in their presence, and that helps. Your child deserves your attention. One of the things I would like to say that I've noticed is that people can hear when you say something, but sometimes they don't really listen. So I would say as a mother that lend an ear to them, but really listen to them. They have opinions. And I always say, and, and I would still say this today to my son when he was younger, you're allowed to voice your opinion as long as you do it respectfully. You're allowed to do that. I need to know, it. what can I do to be a better mama? What am I not doing? What am I doing? You know, and, and I ask him those questions. And as long as he speaks to me respectfully, he has that privilege from a child up to now. Because moms, we're not perfect. And I tell the children, we, we don't come with a manual. We have to learn. I'm still learning. I'm still learning things. 
So I want to lead them to God by the life that I live, and I, and I want to be the godly example that they could look to. I don't want to have them to have to look outside their home for another godly example. I want to be that example for, for yours, but I want to be that for mine, but also for your children. I don't want them to have to look outside their home for that. So be the godly example that you can be. One of the things that I would say this you may agree or may not with, and that's okay. I think that we always need to be straightforward with our children. They need to know that no matter what, they can always count on you for the truth. The truth may not be pretty at some times, but they could always rely on you for the truth. And I think that's very important. Truth doesn't have to be harsh. It doesn't have to be mean. And it doesn't have to be in the moment of the crisis. They just need soothing sometimes first. And then the truth. Never, ever let your guard down. This is important. Because the enemy is waiting. He's waiting right there. For just the little crack in the system and he's waiting for it. You need to be aware. This is important, mothers. And especially in the day and time that we live in. You need to be aware of who your child is with. Where they're going. And their plans. Now that's going to make our teenagers pretty upset and probably with me too. But you know what? I'm willing to take that risk because they're more important to me than them liking me. If your child likes you all the time, you're probably not doing your job. I'm serious. It's just natural to say if your child just thinks you're the best all the time, I'm telling you, you probably need to do a check because you're not doing your job. I know mine got mad at me several times and I know he loves me, but he didn't like me a few times. I don't blame him. I, don't, I didn't like to have to do it either, but sometimes you do. So, never let your guard down. You need to know where they're at. and I'll talk to them about that in just a moment. Don't be that mother. <laughs> don't be that mother that thinks their child is perfect or would never go and do something wrong. Please. I'm, I promise, and he will get embarrassed, but I don't know how many windows were broken out of this church, but about five or six. And Justin was seriously involved in four of them. <laughs> That's true. It wasn't out of mischief, you know. It was just out of being a kid. And they, I think, where's Alan? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Alan's going to be mad too. Him and Alan, which... Alan was a good balance for Justin because he would tame him some, and Justin was a good balance for Alan because he'd pull him out a little bit. So they were a good balance. They're brothers, really. So one time they were shooting over the church. No, throwing rocks. Excuse me. They were throwing rocks over the church in the white building we had over here. And so they thought it was okay because they weren't throwing it at the window. So they were just throwing it over on the roof. So when it come down and bounced down and hit the window, they were just shocked that the window broke so brother Alan I believe come and fix that and we were all aware that the boys did it they didn't do it being mean they just were boys so Justin was one time shooting over the building with a BB gun and so his aim was a little off and he shot the window so it had to be replaced and so his dad replaced it and then he put him to work for a dollar an hour in the, pulling weeds in the flower bed until he paid for the window, which a dollar an hour was pretty good then, you know, but that's what he had to do. So I'm not, you know, if, if my child was pretty much involved in everything that was going on around here, and I'm well aware of that. They're not mean, all of them. Sometimes they're mean, but all the kids aren't mean all the time. But I'm not got my head buried in the sand. I know kids are kids, Right. So just don't be the mother that thinks that her child would never do wrong. That's the most annoying and deceitful thing that you could ever think. I don't think they would purposely do it, but because of the influences in their life in this day and time, the chances are pretty good. Therefore, you have to work a little harder for the good influence and to stay focused. Stay aware, and, and this is important to me. Because there's so many things that can happen with our children. And call me paranoid, call me whatever you want to do. I, I panic when you let your children go to the bathroom by themselves. I know that that's a grown-up thing for the children, but I can't see in that foyer. I don't know who's walked in that door and who might be in that bathroom waiting. I have no idea. Or send them outside alone. I freak out. Am I right? 
I, you, you know I do. I panic. If I get here early to church and I see a child out there by themselves, I'm saying, hey, could you just come in for a little while till we get more people here? Because there are dangers lurking. Even in this little country that we live in, there are dangers. I don't know. I, if I could, we can't watch them 24-7, but I want to do my part to protect them, and I want you to do your part. Here's the thing. We have phones. We have Internet. We have movies, we have iPads, we have everything, and there's nothing wrong with them. I'm using my iPad, I have a phone, I use the internet, but I'm careful. And I think that you, as a parent, owe it to your child to be their parent, check their text messages, see what they're sending, see how they're acting, talking, you know, check their pictures, um, limit their time on the internet. There's apps that you can get that you can turn off their phone at a certain time at night. I'm speaking from experience. I had a niece, and this is whatever, but she did most of her stuff, which wasn't good, um, and I know firsthand, but she did most of her stuff at night. When mom went to bed, she was on the internet all night long and got into all kinds of trouble. My mom wasn't wise to the things of the internet. She just didn't know. Check the movies they watch, the music that they listen to. You might not think it is bad, but I have heard, I've been in a store and just my nerves would be frazzled and they would be talking about, you know, disrespect to authority, cops, parents, teachers. I mean, and that is going rampant in our world. So as a parent, you owe it as a mother, you owe it to your children to, to check on these things and help them because unless we do it, they may think it's okay. All this can have an adverse or negative effect on them. They might not even be aware at the time that something is happening to them, but it will. And you can rest assured of that. It's our job to protect them and to teach them the things that are going, they're going to need to make it in this world. I have to know that I've given him enough, and I have to know spiritually that I have given you enough, your children enough, to make it. When I'm not here, when you're not here, you need to know that this word, this truth is in their hearts and in their minds, and that you've given them, equipped them with enough manners, uh, truth, love, compassion, and I could go on with it for this world, a balance of each. Eleanor Roosevelt said, and I love this, it's not fair to ask of others what you are not willing to do yourself. So as a mother, we do ask things of our child, and you should. You should expect certain things from your child. You're good to them, and you should expect them to be appreciative of that. We can't demand it, but I also have a, an antidote for that. If they're not appreciative of it, don't give it to them. Don't feel like you owe it to them because you don't. It's just bonus. So you just need to keep check with it. Even if they have those sweet little eyes and they kind of Google at you and, or they cry and pout because you don't give them something they need. You have to have tough love sometimes. And where some of these things are con concerned, tough love comes in. Okay, now, to you little darlings that I love, I want to talk to you just a minute. I'm not mad, y'all. <laughs> I'm really not. I just have a burden. And I have eyes to see, and I see lots of attitudes, and I see lots of things that aren't good. And so, you know, we can only do so much. So, so all the young people, you're listening to me, right? I love you. don't want you to be mad, but if you get mad at me, okay. It's okay. Just know I love you, okay? It may seem like motherhood, motherhood is a journey. You don't know about it yet, but one day you, you possibly will. It may seem like it's long at times, but it's really a short journey. Along the way, there's some things that we want you to see and want you to remember. The fact is, you and I won't be coming down this road again. We get one chance at this, one shot. We will not be taking this journey again. We might take a different journey, but we won't take this journey again. You may or may not know this, but your mother's your fathers as well, but today is Mother's Day. Your mothers give of themselves and go without so you can have. Did y'all hear what I said about that? They go without so that you can have. I've seen that. And I've also seen them do that and child not appreciate it. 
not even care. It's just expected. And I little favorite saying I have, and Sister Amanda said she does too, and I didn't realize that was, I think they should have some skin in the game. You know, you want a pair of tennis shoes that cost more than what I can afford, then you work and earn them. Earn the difference. I'll buy the ones that I can afford, but if you want different ones, and that's how we did. You can ask our son standing back there. He wanted a pair of tennis shoes, and he had to earn the rest of the money that was over what I could afford to pay. I don't think that was harmful to him. He's still, he's not bleeding. He's, you know, he's a pretty good kid, guy, young man. So, you know, you guys think that, and please, again, I'm not mad, but you can think and get this attitude that your parents owe it to you. And they don't. They're required of God to clothe you and feed you the necessities. But they don't owe you the extras. Those are, again, bonus. Mothers will do without. They want you to have things, don't, not only the things that you need, but most of the time, I would say probably 90% of the time, they want you to have the things that you simply want. That delights them. You know, and they love a hug or a thank you. There's nothing wrong with giving a mother a hug for nothing, but if she gives you something, thank her for it and truly appreciate it. In all honesty, sometimes this position is a thankless position. Am I correct? It's an expected um, position. It's expected that we should take whatever comes our way and be happy about it. It's expected that, you know, mothers give and give and give, and nothing gives back to them. And it's expected that way. Sometimes we can just be selfish as children, young people, older children, (laughs) all of us. We could be selfish. Simply all a mother wants is the same thing that a child wants, is to be loved and appreciated, basically. Is that right, mothers? I don't think that I'm buying something to give you just to make you say you love me. You should say you love your mother just because you love her. Oops, I'm sorry, y'all. So sorry about that. It's just water, so it'll it'll dry up. It had to be me. (laughs) Thank you so much. They just want to be loved just like you want to be loved. They want to be appreciated like you want to be appreciated. They want to be respected just like you want to be respected. Don't ever embarrass your mother in public. I would pray that your mother also wouldn't embarrass you in front of your friends or public. I'm pretty sure mothers are pretty careful about that. If you're not, you know, check yourself. That's all. Sometimes we don't mean to be, but we are. They might think we're just nags. They think we're mean. They think we don't care, but in all honesty, we care so much that that sometimes we have to say no. Sometimes I see youth, young people, when their mother is telling them something, they do this. Or they look at their friends and roll their eyes, and it's disrespectful. Now, when I was growing up, and I know that's been a long time ago, But it's not so long ago that I'm grown and I had a mother until two years ago. I had a mother. My mother and I didn't always agree when I was growing up. We had a, you know that, we didn't have a great home life. But I can say to you honestly, and my mother was standing here today, she would tell you the same thing, and my husband knows. I respected my mother, regardless of our uh, dislikes about things. I never raised my voice at my mother. I never slammed the door in my mother's face. I never spoke to my mother in a hateful, ugly, curse way, and I sure hope none of you do. I might have rolled my eyes a time or two, but I'm pretty sure I got popped for it. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. I back-talked to my grandmother once, and I got popped for that, and I said once because that's all it took was once. But I never back-talked. I don't care how bad things got, how much we disagreed, I made things right with my mother because you have one mother and we don't have a long journey. It's a journey, but it's not a long journey. We might think it is and you're blessed you still have your mom today. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for you, but don't take it, you know, don't take it for granted. Okay? I say about the skin in the games and we've already done that. We aren't teaching you responsibility if we don't do some of those things. There is not, young people, listen to this, there's not a mother alive 
that would stand around and watch her child struggle to swim if she couldn't swim as well. That mother that I know, if she sees you going down, she's going to try to save you at the risk of her own life. She's going to try to save you. If you climbed out on a limb, she is absolutely going to climb out on that limb and reach for you. But I'll tell you what, if I reach for you, Jerrica, and you don't reach back, I'm reaching for you. I'm reaching for you. Are you going to reach back? I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting. I love her. She, I don't want to embarrass you. I'm waiting for that. And I'll stand here and wait all day if it takes all day. If it takes me a lifetime, I will stand here and wait for each of you. Each of you. Because you're that important to me and you're that important to your mothers. But what you need to understand is what you just did. I had to wait a little while. (laughs) But you reached back. And that makes the difference. If I reach for you, nothing's going to change if you don't reach back to me. I can't do it by myself. We, we will not let them go down without a fight. And I say to our young people, if, I, if you backslide, you will do it over me crawling and begging and praying and hollering for you, not hollering at you. But if you go, it's not going to be because I'm not on my knees begging God. You hear me? Because that's our job. Your job is to reach back. I would throw a lifeline. I, w- I tried to find one. I wasn't sure if it'd be too heavy to hit somebody. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to throw, you know, what are those round things called? Okay, a life preserver. I called it a buoy. I know it's wrong. <laughs> It's like, what? Justin said, Mom, that's not what it is. I just couldn't remember. I wanted to throw one. I started to call Brother Mike last night and see if you had one. I was afraid I would break it and, or something. So I was going to throw it at you. I would throw it, and I was going to throw whoever on the front rows. So Josh, you're the closest, so I would have thrown it at you. But you see, if I would have thrown it and you wouldn't have caught it, it wouldn't do any good. So you have to reach back to us. We will wait for you. We will wait, and we will love you if you don't reach, but I'm going to still reach. Mothers are always, always trying to take away the pain from a child. The most helpless, I think, a mother, and you could tell me the most helpless that we feel is when you're in pain and we can't fix it. When they're going to roll you in an operating room, this is the worst feeling for a mother, and you can't walk past those doors. That's the worst feeling in the world when we can't fix things for you. And as you grow, we can't. We can't fix everything. When you hurt, we hurt. Ephesians 6 and 1 through 3 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you And you may live long on this earth. And I truly believe that. You need to honor your mother and parent, your father. I'm going to stand, and I forgot to bring this, but I was going to bring a flag, so I'll do this. I'm going to stand anywhere that I can. If I see you walking somewhere that I don't think you should be, I'm going to be waving a flag. Taylor, I'm going to be standing there for you when you walk over here. You know, you boys in the back, I'm standing here doing this. If I see you walking somewhere or doing something that might be detrimental to your salvation, to your soul, to your morals, your your value in this life, I'm going to stand here. And and that's what your mothers are basically doing. They're waving a flag. You know, we're just saying, hey, we know just a little bit more. We're not quite as dumb as we look or we act. You know, we're, I know that we're out of touch at things. I do get that. I get the generation thing, but I don't get not reaching back and not listening. I don't get it because all we're doing is this. We're just waving a flag for you to stop and watch and think. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to wave a red flag. And so if you get past me, it's just going to be because I'm just absolutely too old to do it again. That's all. <laughs> we're going to do what we can to stop. Stop. 
We, want, we can lead you, the old saying, to the water, but we can't make you drink it. I'm going to lead you to the Lord, but I can't make you accept it. I can teach it to you. I can live it before you, but I can't make you accept it. That's something you have to do on your own. Again, it's reaching back. But it's your decision. So that's why I say a mother's um, influence and a child's choice, maybe, would be a better title for this. Our heart's desire is to keep your minds and you as far away from the pollution and the evil of this world as we absolutely can. Bottom line. Bottom line. No other reason. We have no ulterior motive. I love these kids in this church with my life. Your kids, they're my kids. I hope mine are yours. Every accomplishment they do, I'm so proud of them. I see them standing up here and I just see them quoting scriptures and I cry because I'm so proud that they're getting this word in their heart. I'm so proud of anything that they do. They get up and do anything in church. I'm thrilled. But they're precious to us. God's entrusted them in our lives. And I'm still proud. They're grown, some of them, and married and have children of their own. And I feel like i got a lot of grandchildren everywhere. I really do. Corinthians says, do not be deceived in 15, 33, and 34. Listen to this, young people. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Awake to righteousness and do not sin, for some do not have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. You have a choice to either reach back when your mother's reaching or somebody in the church is reaching. Make them and the church your heroes. Make them the people you go to for advice. But the boy always says, you know, you don't go to somebody who's not doing well financially. Not Maybe it's not their fault, but you don't go to them for advice. Go to someone who's been successful or someone who's doing good. I'm not saying the other person did it on purpose. I'm just saying go somewhere where you know somebody's doing right. If you want to know how to pray, find somebody that prays. If you want to know how to be a good mother, watch and learn. I do. I watch and I learn. I'm taught new things all the time. I wish I could have known some of this when my child was younger. I didn't, but I'm learning still. And there's never too late for you as a mother to implement new things. And it's never too late for you as a young person, a child, to go to your mother and say, thank you, mom, for all you do. It's never too late. It's never too late to say, I love you for no reason. Just to say, I love you. You know what's the best thing in the whole world? It's when your child walks in and puts his arm around you. Or puts her arm around you and hugs your neck. I love you, Mom. I need no other gift in this world but that. Sister Robinet right now, she's just glowing. (laughs) She has her three boys sitting right there. And she loves it. The greatest gift you could have gave her today was to be here. And her daughter sitting in front of her and grandchildren. It's wonderful. Your mother is happy you're here. It's a wonderful thing that you did. I see Sister Corin, your children are here with you today. I was so proud when I saw you walk in and there they stood. Walking with you. Sister Jane, you're sitting with your granddaughter. And Tamri today. And it looks great. I just look all around, Tammy, your children. Lana, you got so much to be proud for, proud of. I just look around and I think, oh my goodness, how blessed are we? We are blessed. You have to reach back to us, and I promise that if you do, We won't make you feel embarrassed. We won't make you feel ashamed. We will love you. And we'll do what we can to help. Don't be mean and hateful or hurtful to other people, even to your peers. That's terrible. When I was growing up, I had friends that helped me through things in my life that was just bad. And I'm still friends with them today. They weren't hateful to me. They didn't make me embarrassed because there was a lot to be embarrassed about. But they didn't do that to me. They were my friend. And we're still friends. 
And I have thanked them to their face. I have thanked them for that. And several of the ladies and families that took me to church, I have thanked them and their children. I've let their children know. I've needed you guys through the years to be something for my son that possibly I couldn't be. And you've done it. You've needed me through the years and you've needed each other and you're still going to need it and I'm still going to need it and they're still going to need it. So be careful who we tear down, who we talk about, who we share our children with. I'm careful when, when mom was growing up and I know you are, I know y'all are, but I was careful where he stayed. He stayed at Brother Allen and Sister Melinda's. They loved him like his, they, he was his, their own child. They imparted things in his life. I remember Brother Allen getting down on the ground with him on the floor and him and Allen wrestling with him and just having the best time. And Justin would come home and tell us stuff they would do. And it made my heart so happy because we made good choices. We had people in their, their lives that they trusted us with Allen. And I'm so thankful for that. I didn't take it lightly because the children are our most precious prized possession. If you know me, it's your choice. It's you bear the responsibility in life as well. We can offer you encouragement, advice, love, respect, manners, but it won't do any good if you reject it. Sometimes you think you know more than your mother, your grandmother, your aunt, and even God. But sadly, you'll find out that possibly you don't. And I don't want you to go down that road where you have to find that out in a harsh manner. But in truth, here's a key thing for y'all. You need a teachable spirit. The old saying that has power behind it, you have to have the want to. Basically, that's it. You have to have the want to. You have to be willing, have a willingness to be directed and taught. You see, you, we can offer, but we can't make you take it. This is where you come in. You may get mad because we say no at times, but we may know more than you think we know. Or it just might be a feeling that we have. Mothers have those, you know, feelings. You know what they are? They can be hurt sometimes. <laughs> they can be abused sometimes. But mothers have feelings. They have them not only naturally, but they have them spiritually as well. We want to know you're where you say you're going to be. We want to know you're with who you say you're going to be with. It's not because we're trying to be so nosy, but you're mine to protect I need to know those things. I'm going to be closing here in just a minute. I want you to look around and, and see who has your best interests at heart. I always tell everybody, if somebody's trying to separate you from your mother, you better listen carefully because that's not a person who has your best interests at heart. If somebody's trying to separate you from the truth and from church, that's not a person who has your best interests at heart. And I, you need to hear it. You need to see it. You need to think it. You need to feel it. Because no one that has your best interests at heart is going to tell you your mother's wrong. And that's true. If somebody is mistreating you or picking on you, being a bully, we need to know that. So we're going to check things out. We're going to be a little nosy, if you please. Some friends might even whisper in your ear that um, she don't know what she's talking about. She's just old-fashioned. She's just crazy. They might whisper that in your ear, but I'm telling you, that's not your friend. Think for yourself and weigh it out. You know what's right. Open your eyes and heart to God and listen to the voices who really care about you. You can tell the difference if you'll just listen with your heart. You really want to be loved, then love someone and believe in them. If someone is telling you or asking you to go against your values, they're not your friend. Take a step away from them. Walk back to where you know it's safe and you're loved. In closing, I'm going to, I had asked Sister Amy Townsend to sing a song that she sang, I think it's three years ago. And I had wanted to reenact the song because it's powerful. Several of the ladies have reposted it several times through the last three years. And I cry every time. And when I'm there looking at it, I'm praying during this song. And you, you'll know if I have to. It's the song. And so she called me back. I thought about showing the video, but the video is so dark. So Sister Amy called me back and she said, could we reenact the song? 
and I wanted to so bad, but I just didn't know if I could do it, and I didn't know if we had time to do it. So Sister Amy said she would do it, and she has worked diligently to get it together. She called all the ladies, and we met before church Wednesday night, and I apologized to my husband for doing something last minute because he doesn't like that. He likes it done and knows what's going to happen, and I, and I get it. But he understood this was something that we felt with our heart. And so she's going to sing that today. And it's, I'm just telling you that the words to this song is a mother's heart. I said that you truly have our hearts. They break when your hearts break. We love you more than words could describe. I would ask every mother this, to have a sit down with your children. Today, tomorrow, next week, several times a year. Have a sit down with your children. Talk about the life that they're living right now. Mend any splits that you have in your relationship. Don't let anything come between you and your children or you and your mother. Mend your relationships. I'll tell you the one thing a mother's heart can't do. Can anybody tell me? A mother's heart cannot stop loving. She loves you regardless. Work on your tenderness. This is just advice. Work on your love and respect for each other. Make sure to stay on top of that. Never let anything or anyone come between you. Honor your mother and mothers honor your children. When they sing this, go ahead ladies, y'all can come to get in your places. When they sing this song, at the end of it, I would like for all the mothers with your children that are here, if you don't have a child here, adopt one. Adopt one or join a family. That's all I ask. And come down to the front and let's pray with our children and for our children. And I would say happy Mother's Day. Love your mother's children because you're not going to have them forever. It may seem like at the moment that you wish they were anywhere but here. Don't wish that. Love them. Treasure them. Protect them when it's time because there's a time. We did that a few years ago where, you know, we went from the baby up to the elderly, our elderly parents. I myself, this past, the past two years have been really rough, really rough. I mean, losing parents and it's been a really rough two years. So here not too long ago, I was just going through some stuff. Thought I could handle it on my own in private. And so I just, you know, I knew my husband and my daughter in love and my son was down in the barn and they were piddling with something. So I thought I'd just go down and be with them. They always make me smile. They always make me laugh. And I just wanted to be with them. And so when I walked in the door, I had a meltdown. Wasn't planned. Not at all. It wasn't planned, but I just had a meltdown. And so... I asked them to pray for me, which they were already reaching for me. And they prayed for me. And so there's going to come a day, mothers, when you're going to need that child to pray for you. And you have to have a relationship with them to trust them enough to know that they can get a prayer through. And they did. My daughter-in-law, my daughter-in-love, I'm sorry, (laughs) because I do adore her. She was just so, such a strength to me in that time and I needed it for that moment I was the weak one even though I was the mother I was the weak one and I needed them and so they reached and they prayed for me and I can tell you honestly that that gave me strength I can't say that that moment it did but I can say to you that I got better I really did I got stronger and I got better but I needed that child that I have prayed for all his life I needed him And he was there and my daughter was there. And I could never, that was the greatest gift of anything. I don't need you to buy me things. I just want you. And mothers, that's what they want. They just want you. That's it. They want your time. They want your love. They want to hold your hand. They want you to sit with them and put your arm around them. That's all. And I think that's pretty pretty affordable gift so I say again oh my dear lord can you get this before I just spill it everywhere I'm clumsy if y'all haven't noticed I'm really clumsy I'm always that way fall easy fall up steps down steps it's crazy 
my son and, and my daughter, I say to them all the time, I love you and I'm sorry. <laughs> In case I forget when I'm older, I love you and I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe y'all should adopt that too. <laughs> I have to say it pretty regular, by the way. <laughs> I just love them and I am sorry. I thank you for your attention. I thank you for listening to me. I thank you for asking me to say something. I honestly didn't think I could do it. It's a tender time. I'm blessed to have had a mother. I, my mom was 15 when she got pregnant with me. And in that day and time, it was awfully shameful. And it was 1957. <laughs> and it was a long time ago. <laughs> and she was 15 years old. My husband did one of the sweetest, sweetest things that he's ever done for my mother. But he took good care of my mother. And he loved her. And she loved him. She would take his side before mine. <laughs> but his daddy would do that to me, so. But he wrote her a letter, and I found it. Just a minute. He wrote a letter to my mom, and he thanked her for not having an abortion. He thanked her for keeping me. It was a lot in the letter, but the basis of it was that he thanked her. Because if she hadn't, I would never have been in his life. My mother kept that letter. I didn't know. And um, when we were cleaning out her room, which was the hardest room to clean out because you feel like you're evading their privacy. But when I went into my mom's room and we were cleaning things out and we were going through it, I found the letter. We had a meltdown in the room. Uh, my sisters, I read it to my sisters. And they didn't know it. And there was just something about thanking her for that in a time I wouldn't be here today. My mom had made a choice, and she could have. She was 16. They got married, and my mom was 16 when she had me in 58. And then in 59, she had my sister. And then by the time she was 24 years old, she had four of us. And that was a hard, she had a hard life. But I thanked her my own self, but the sweetest thing he ever did was to thank my mother. I never thought of him doing that, but I thanked her too because it wasn't easy. So kids, let me just tell you something. It's not easy on your parents. They have a lot of obstacles you cannot even begin to understand, and they don't want you to understand it, but they have a lot of obstacles and things that they have to deal with every day, and they just love you. We're not trying to be mean we just love you. Thank you very much. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.